guys. We're here today with Valeria Lip. How do I say your last name? Lipovetsky? Yeah, good one. Did I do it right? Yeah. That literally never happens. (laughs) (laughs) How are you, Valeria? I'm so good. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm good. Are you surviving the quarantine still? Are you you a little bit more flexible now with, are you going out and doing things or are you still kind of staying at home? I feel like we're still pretty isolating, but um, things have started opening up in uh, Toronto and Canada. So we're trying to do a little bit more, but we're definitely more on the cautious side. Right. I feel like that's kind of how I am too. I'm like, I really want to go to the bar, but do I need to go to the bar? Definitely not. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So let's get right into what you do for a living. When you meet someone out, how do you kind of explain your life and your job? Uh, Yes. So I, at this point, I say that I am a lifestyle thought, I guess that's a fancy word. I'm an influencer. And I feel like for the longest time, I felt a little off using the word influencer because I felt like it had a little bit of a negative connotation. But at this point, I'm just, I'm really proud of my platform and, you know, what we've built. So yeah, I just say that I do lifestyle content, family, nutrition, fashion, and um, I'm on YouTube and on Instagram and on TikTok. So I guess an overall like social media influencer. Is TikTok where you got, or is YouTube where you got started? Yes. I started on YouTube. Yeah. Is that, is that something you'd always wanted to do? Or were you just one day like, I'm going to vlog my day. I watched your first ever video, by the way, because that's how much I researched. And it was you going to, you just decided to create a vlog and go to your, do your everyday work. And then you, at the end you say, oh, well now I have to go make food or make dinner for my family. Yeah. Bye. It was, it was basically <laughs> that. Um, yeah. You know what? I did not think that went through at all in general, like YouTube, I feel like YouTube for me was more of an experiment for myself. I came from, you know, a background of nutrition and I thought that I'm going to start my holistic nutrition clinic and seeing people. And when I started seeing uh, people one-on-one, it just really didn't feel right. Um, It felt too small and it felt too comfortable. And at that point it was, I think, 2016, 17, I knew that social media is around and I was on Instagram, like, you know, everyone else with like one picture a month with a really horrible, like, you know, Instagram filter. Um, (laughs) But I was following already people that were building something. So I was very curious about it. Instagram still felt too safe for me. It felt like something where it's not a platform I'll be able to really bring kind of my personality and my message across. And that's kind of what pushed me to look into YouTube, which at that point, 2017, like YouTube has been around for a while. A while, yeah. In 2017, I was still under the impression that this is still a platform that only has like music videos and cat videos. So I was going to look the game. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where it started when I went into YouTube and I started seeing, you know, how people have like, it's a whole other world. It's a whole other. It really is. Yeah. And it just really attracted me because it, that made me very uncomfortable. Just thinking about, wow, I'll have to speak and express my opinions in a way where you obviously edit your videos, but still like 
your mannerism is out there, you know, things that photos can't really show, videos do. Right. So that's what kind of put me, you know, on YouTube, just to kind of really push myself to that really uncomfortable place. I feel uncomfortable doing podcasts still, and I've been doing it for the last few months, but I do think Instagram has added the stories and in mm-hmm. the lives and stuff like that. So I think it's definitely helped. Yeah. But I think that YouTube doesn't have such a... Comp- I guess I'm not involved in the YouTube world, but from my perspective, there's the YouTubers and the, there's the Instagrammers who like overflowed from YouTube kind of. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's not as much competition on YouTube. Like you kind of like do whatever you want. And if people like it, they look at it. If they don't, they don't. But on Instagram, there's always, there's judgment and there's comments made. And, you know, I think that on YouTube, what's interesting about it is that your audience on YouTube will be the most devoted audience ever because on YouTube, you truly, you know, someone truly needs to love you and want to invest their time into you because this is not a scroll through. You see, you right. know, what video this is, you're sitting and you're watching someone's video. And I just feel like every time I think about it, I am just so full of gratitude because I now know at my age and like seeing how fast life goes by, I know right. how precious time is. So for me, when I see someone that is, you know, watching my videos, I'm just like, wow, this is the most, you know, motivating and encouraging thing ever. Where on Instagram, yeah, like I, I love it. They're each kind of have their own charm to it, but YouTube definitely have has kind of a special place in my heart. And yeah, we've had, I mean, I've built an amazing audience. It's been with me for, since I started and it's been a ride. And um, yeah, I mean, people are criticizing, but they criticize everywhere. Right. Also on YouTube, you can really like share your story. Yeah. And I also feel like Instagram is kind of like a dating app. Like you just swipe so quickly and you judge so quickly based on like this one little tiny square. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people that just hide behind these awful comments. It's terrible. So with your YouTube Do you have fans that you recognize that you know have been there with you since day one? Yeah, 100%. I am. I love that. I creep people all the time. (laughs) And especially when I see like the name appears over and over again, both on Instagram and on YouTube, I just go in there and I'm like, who are you? I want to know. Like this person is dedicated to me. (laughs) Yeah. And I truly appreciate it. So it's, uh, you know, sometimes I'll meet someone in the street and they're like, oh my God, I've been watching your channel. I've been following you on Instagram. And they'll like, I'll either recognize them from a photo or they'll say their name and I'll be like, I know exactly who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so weird because you're just sitting like in your room by yourself with your camera and this is going out to millions of people. And you have no idea who's really watching it. It's it's kind of mind-boggling if you think about it. It's like TikTok. There's so many people on TikTok. Like mm. those like 15, 16-year-old girls have like 65 million followers. It kind of is insane. It is truly insane. But you know what? Like social media has just opened and broke down every limit, you know, physical limit uh, that we had before uh, for just people to express themselves and reach other people. It's, it's just an amazing time to be alive, honestly. It really is. You do TikTok, right? Yeah. So you recently had one that I think is what I, this is how I found you was the menopause or the PMS one. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that like the first video of yours that like truly went viral on TikTok? Because ever since then, I've been obsessed with you. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, thank you. But actually, if you'll know the first vi- the video that went viral for me, you're going to laugh because I was just shocked. It was a video where I was literally standing with my back, probably 90% of the video, and then I turn around. So the track was something <laughs> like, when you turn around, it's like, I know, I know, I know. So I just found it really funny because, you know, everyone always commenting how I look so young. So I was like, right. oh, I'm going to make a video about it. And I did this video where I'm standing with my back to the camera and I, I just wrote like, you know, what usually people comment on my stuff, which is like, I can't believe you have three kids, you know, and then I turned around at the end. That has like 9 million views. I think I did see that one. It is insane what will go viral, like truly crazy. I know. And then, you know, it's funny because as a, as a content creator, I mean, I've been on YouTube where we put, honestly, most of our resources go into YouTube because it's long form content and it just takes a lot you know, a lot of work to achieve that where um, on Instagram, it's a little less. And then TikTok, it's literally just me. So when you see something like that, like goes viral and I'm sitting there like for two weeks trying to create one video, I'm just like, wow, this is interesting. It's insane because I had a video that is I think it went, it has like 300,000 views or something. And Mm. this is the first time I've ever used TikTok is over quarantine. I was like, I'm 29. I don't know if this is appropriate, but everyone else is doing it. So let me jump on the bandwagon. And I posted a video of a neighbor. He set up like a DJ thing and there's people doing the Casper slide outside and it went viral. And I was like, I spent 30 to 45 minutes on my last one that got six views. But this one that took me no time at all goes viral. Yeah. And, and that's, that's like, to me, that's so interesting because I feel like I also learned so much about just like human behavior and, you know, what attracts people to something. Um, that's why I actually really dove into TikTok because I'm truly fascinated. Uh, you know, yeah. this is such like, I can't even, it, it's so amateur. Well, now it's getting, now people are really like ramping up with all these effects and all that stuff, but and editing and stuff. Yeah, exactly. But you know, when I got on the platform, I just loved how nonchalant it is, how just like yeah. silly and funny and free. And obviously, you know, the algorithm, it's such a brand new platform that it's not like on YouTube and Instagram where, you know, everything is so calculated here. They're just like, giving you the opportunity to go and do your thing. Um, So it's interesting, interesting platform. I mean, I think it's really cool, except I started getting obsessed with it once that video went half viral. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be a star. Like people thrive (laughs) off of the numbers. And by people, I mean me, like Mm -hmm. I thrive off of them. Of course, who doesn't? That's what, that's the genius part of this app. They acquired so many users in such a short time. Yeah, it literally took over. Sometimes I find myself that I scroll and all of a sudden like two hours went by. Oh, I know. It's so bad. I could spend those two hours, you know, like bettering myself or like hanging out with my kids. But somehow I I was watching people. (laughs) (laughs) Yesterday I was on TikTok for who knows how long and I... And I like thought to myself, I was like, I haven't watched a new TV show for a few weeks. What have I been doing? And I was like, oh, TikTok is my new TV show. Yep, exactly. That's what I sit and I binge as I just like scroll. I think I'm going to get carpal tunnel. My hand's starting to hurt at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's so bad. 
Yeah. What do you think put you on the map as a YouTuber? Was there one video that came out and you were like shocked by how many views it got? And you were like, oh, people really enjoy like this part of my life. Mm, uh, Yeah, there was definitely one video that really changed everything for me. And it wasn't necessarily because of numbers, because I think the first video that went viral for me was like what I eat in a day. But in my obviously it to me just didn't really like gave me any insight into how my content will develop because it's just not such deep content. But I did shoot the video of how I met my biological father. And that one went viral. Yeah, we did this whole like roots trip with my mother back to Russia. And, um, you know, I went to meet my biological father and I actually didn't plan to film it at all. I thought that it's like private and it's no one's going to be interested in it. But I documented the whole journey and it was amazing to see how, you know, my community responded to it. It was amazing to see how many people related to that content, how many of us went through, you know, similar hardships, if it's immigrations or, you know, not knowing your biological parents or things like that. And I feel like that really gave me that deeper connection to the platform and to understand what it is that I want to do with my videos. That's kind of a niche little fun thing to post. And a lot of people, there's so much the same content out there of like what you eat in a day or like Mm -hmm. what you're going to wear to your wedding next week or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. That's so different than, I mean, I've never watched a video like that, but I'm sure people who have been through the same thing you have been through look for things like that, you know? Yeah. Well, it's that like human connection, you know, like, don't get me wrong. I love doing what to wear and lookbooks and all that stuff because I consume that content. It's fun. Um, it's very easy to consume. And that's an interest of mine. And, you know, it's evergreen content when right. I do have an opportunity to, you know, tell a story and share my journey that hopefully can affect someone else positively. I mean, those opportunities to me are kind of like that fuel that keeps me going with, you know, the storytelling that I do with my content. Yeah. And then people know you better more than daily what you wear things. They know like actually who you are, where you're from. That's great. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. is, since you do work for yourself, what is a normal day to day like for you within quarantine, I guess we could talk about since that's what we've been doing for the last four months. Do you have a set schedule? Like every day you wake up at this time and do X, Y, Z, or how does, how does your content posting work with your day to day? Yeah. You know what, at this point, uh, when I decided to really take it to the next level and be very active on three platforms, I definitely had to make everything scheduled to T. So actually like literally every part of my day scheduled, i wake up at 6am, I have my coffee, I I read my book, and then the kids wake up and it starts a whole thing. Uh, They start their school at at 9am. So that's when I kind of go to my office, aka my closet, and just start like (laughs) going through my to do list. 
Um, everything has to be very planned out because otherwise it's a mess and I'm getting anxious and stressed yeah. out. And at this point, um, my company, it's no longer just myself. Um, I have a team with me, so they're expecting me to provide content so they can do their job. So right. um, I really had to put myself on a very like specific schedule to make sure that everything is taken care of. So yeah, like everything is very much of a scheduled day to day. Yes. Yes, definitely. Do you schedule your content or is, is it just kind of, obviously if it's like an advertisement or something, it has to be scheduled with the company, but like things that you kind of just shoot out, are those like on a content calendar or do you create as you go? No, I, it's on a content calendar because you know what? I feel like I used to create content as I go. And what I realized is that it was really not consistent and consistency is so important in my, you know, in our line of work. People need to kind of know what to expect from you and you need to, you know, really establish a president there for what it is that you're doing. So I have days like everyone else. I have days where I'm so motivated. I have, I'm, I have so many ideas. So those are the days yeah. that really like create, create, create. And then a lot of those content pieces I'll bank for the future. So I right. usually, I figured out that for me, my balance is, you know, I can create a one to two max real times a day for Instagram and everything else is scheduled. So if I post between four to six posts a day, four of them will be things that were already pre-shot and then two of them would be real time. And that's kind of how I found my balance. And that's what's been working really well for me. And that way I can also, you know, make sure that I have stories and I have, and I take care of other stuff behind the scenes. So that to me is kind of the magic formula. And um, I think that it's it's important for content creators to really learn what's their capacity and how right. to have stuff stored for a rainy day. Because there are days when I wake up and I'm just like, I really feel uninspired. I'm really not interested. I'm not there mentally. So today there's no real-time content. There's going to be my the stuff that I bank on the side and I have content going out. Yeah. Do you ever feel overwhelmed, like making sure that what if one week you're just kind of like, blah, I need to take a break. What do you usually do to help with like finding your motivation to create these posts? Even if you're like, oh, I really don't want to do this, but I know it's my job. I have to keep posting. I mean, I think that, again, that was kind of the feeling that fueled me to create that bank of content. So I don't really have days where we don't post at all, but right. are also even like, you know, last year we went on our family vacation and I actually didn't have my phone for two weeks, uh, but I had oh, wow. content going out every day. Uh, so, you know, again, I made sure to prepare it in advance. I made sure that on days where I am extremely, you know, motivated, I do create as much as I can and put it aside. But listen, it's also at the end of the day, my mental health is so is more important than anything uh, yeah. because it on, doesn't only affect me, it affects my household, my children, my marriage. So I am very in tune with how I feel. And if I feel that, you know what, I'm not into it right now, then it can even be a post of just me being like, I'm taking a break yeah. and just being transparent and authentic and real. And 
people also enjoy seeing that because sometimes, you know, when you go online, it looks like such a race all the time. Right. So, you know, it's also refreshing to have that and to see that these people that you follow and you see that they do so much, they also have like days or weeks or months that it's just, you know, not happening. Exactly. Right. Do your kids know what you do for a living? Oh, yes. My kids are... (laughs) (laughs) very like aware and I have to say very knowledgeable in this field like my husband and I we work together how how wait how old are your kids first my eldest is seven the middle one is five and then the little one is almost two wow yeah so obviously the little one Maxie doesn't know what's happening but um Jake and Ben they are very involved um they understand that this is a business we you know my husband and I we talk business a lot around them because we do want them to be exposed to you know what we do and um this is a family business at the end of the day like they're part of our thing that we're trying to build here so um yeah like sometimes we'll sit at like a t- like around like lunch and Jake will be like, so how did the thumbnail do? Was it a <laughs> high, like CPR? Like he knows these things. Yeah. So it's just, it's funny, you know, he, they're really much, uh, they're passionate about it. They're always ask us about it. And um, yeah, it's, they know what's going on. I feel like as a seven-year-old too, your oldest son probably knows about TikTok. Well, he was the one who exposed me to TikTok. I was not aware. Yeah. <laughs> of what this platform is. And I actually, when he was doing it, I was just like, wow, this is for kids. That's definitely not a platform I'll be part of. But right. all of a sudden I saw this surge of, you know, people that I respect and follow in this field and they're all on TikTok. I was like, okay, I have to get on it. Right. I remember it first came out like in 2016 or something a really long time ago. And I remember downloading it and like being embarrassed that I downloaded it. I was like, no one can know I have this. Cause I think like Ariana Grande has a video that's been on there since 2016. They probably paid her to try and boost this app that never actually happened until now. Wasn't it musically or something? I I don't think it I, was TikTok. I think it was like a different app and they Well, no, pers- there's musically and then there's TikTok, but TikTok Ariana Grande was on TikTok in like 2016. If you go and look in her profile, wow. it's been an app for years. I had no idea. I know. So I'm curious what brought it. I mean, obviously for people our age, it brought quarantine brought TikTok to light. But like mm-hmm. Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio and those girls have been on it since all last year, I assume, I think. But you know what? I didn't dive much into it, so I don't even know. But you make these like insane videos. Do they take you forever? Um, I have to like say, like you jump that- into like clothes, like you have to plan at the right time so your jump hits this, and then like I can't, I'm not, I can't do that. <laughs> I feel like I was trained uh, by YouTube and Instagram for these kind of things, so it wasn't right. important for me. I actually prefer like the funnier TikToks that take that don't take that much time and yeah. uh, kind of scaled back on the fashion content on TikTok because it is draining 
right now, but I do enjoy it. I mean, it's so fun. It's just like another way to give the content that I give, like fashion content in a new and fun way. So I do enjoy it, but it does take time and planning, especially those on like the outfits one and the spinning and the twirling and all that stuff. I mean, but that's my job. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, you're like, it's, it's fine. It's just every day. I, yeah. I can't, I, I tried it. And then at one point I was trying to do some dance thing and I started sweating and I was like, this is more of a workout for me than it is fun. I was like, I, I can't do this, but the funny ones are the ones I like. Like I definitely go for more of the comedy stuff. Yes, I do like it too. Now I feel like I'm in a little bit of a TikTok jail because the content that's being served to me is not at all aligned with what I like. So I'm not very inspired by much, but um, I feel like hopefully I'm going to get inspired again. But again, I mean, you know, TikTok for me, I, it felt so awkward and so weird. And I did a dance because at that point, like everyone was doing dances and I was like, right. And it was just an opportunity for me to keep trying new things because what I did notice that, you know, when TikTok started happening, I would even get like comments from people on my Instagram being like, you're too old for TikTok. And, you know, TikTok is like for kids. And I'm sure that that's what people said when Instagram came out. I'm sure that that's what people said when, you know, other platforms or other trends are happening. When Facebook came out and now we're like too young for Facebook. I can't keep up. Exactly. So I just, I honestly told myself, like, I never want to be at a point where I'm like, I'm too old for this because you're, you're deciding if this is something that you will adapt to or not. So you either resist it or you adapt to it and make it your own. Um, so that's kind of my mantra in life. So I kind of jumped on TikTok. It felt really cringy and weird, but so did YouTube and so did Instagram for me in the beginning. And, uh, you know, now I kind of found my place. You got to do things that make you uncomfortable sometimes, you know? Exactly. Go for your dreams. Is there anything that you can think of that most people don't know about you that you would want people to know more about? I mean, I don't feel people need to know this, but I think that people would be surprised to know that I'm very much of an introvert. Yeah, I feel like obviously when you put yourself out there and you're on social media, people kind of just assume that you're someone who loves the attention and loves to be, you know, center of stage. But it was like I mentioned, you know, it was very much of kind of a experiment for me to move away from this like comfort place of being a shadow. Yeah. Um, But I still have it in me. Like I'm very like when I'm off camera and stuff, I go into my own little world. I do my thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, my husband, Gary's always makes fun of me. It's like, if people only knew how you are, when, you know, you have to like socialize with people. Yeah. Do you ever see like your fans or your followers out and about in Toronto? Yeah. And how do they react to seeing you? Oh, they're so sweet. I mean, it feels like we're friends, right? Because it's not like I'm this, like a movie star that is right. kind of, that is disconnected from other people. I very much, I feel very connected to, you know, my community. So when people come and they like start talking to me, I know they feel sometimes awkward because they know all these details. But to me, I'm just like, yeah, we're friends, like we're friends. Yeah. Right. So it's fun. It's really nice. I enjoy it. Oh, that's so funny. I, I can't imagine someone coming up and be like, are you Lexi Stout? I'd be like, no. What do you mean? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
Do you have any words of wisdom for people who are trying to create content or become an influencer and, and gain success like you have? I think that, yes, you know, I think that with any person that is in a creative field, I think that, you know, sometimes when we see other creators, it looks like everything comes so easily to everyone and they're just like happen to be so funny or like have such good pictures or, but the thing is that, you know, it's such a journey for everyone and everyone started from somewhere. And I think that it takes a while you know, to go through that journey of understanding what is your message, what value that you're trying to bring out there, uh, because you have yeah. to identify that in order to, you know, make this into a business and make it sustainable and create content that is aligned with you and will be aligned with other people. So I think that consistency, self-awareness, not taking everything so personally and using a yeah. little bit more of like analytical thinking rather than emotional thinking that helps too, because at the end of the day, uh, you know, if you're trying to make it into a business, when I do my analytics with my team every week, some things didn't perform as well and others did. Some got bad comments. Like it's nothing against me personally. It's just for me, just arrows that point me into, okay, we need to shift our strategy a little bit. So I think it's like a combination of being creative and trying new things And, you know, also really using that analytical brain of yours and kind of bring them together. And those are the words of wisdom from Valeria. (laughs) That's good. I think, I mean, I agree completely. You got to feed your audience what they want to see. Yeah. And you know what? Now, social media, you can truly build an empire out of it, right? So I think that, you know, when people sometimes when they post and they put themselves other, especially when you're younger. I think when you're younger, you take everything so personally and yep. it really like can bring you down. And I feel like with the years, I just learned that, you know, in order for me to build that big vision that I have in my mind, I really have to treat it as a business. And, you know, I do share my life and I love it. And there's, I'm so inspired by people that I talk to and follow and, you know, my community online, but there needs to be kind of a balance. Um, so yeah. that's what I learned throughout the years. What about you? I'm interested to know, like, what, <laughs> you like, what, how, what? how have you been operating? Like, what do you feel like has really changed the way you operate as a content creator? I mean, I think that people like to see the real and raw stuff. I follow certain people for certain things. Mm -hmm. So I kind of like to think about why do people follow me? Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I envision it. And I think that the things that perform for me best are like things when I'm like feeling crazy and just decide to be insane on my story and tell funny jokes or like post funny things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely think comedy is my strength, Mm -hmm. but when I was modeling years ago, I used to only just post like pretty pictures. And I noticed like that didn't work. People only want to see so many pictures of you looking like you're in a model shoot for American Eagle or whatever it is, you know, I think it's like the real raw person that they want to know who it is. Like I follow, do you follow Heather McMahon? Uh, she's like a funny comedian. She lives in, she's from Atlanta, lived in New York, just moved back to Atlanta. Anyway, I know everything about her life because she, she has no filter and Mm -hmm. I'm kind of like that, but I still care a little bit what other people think about me. I'm working on it. Don't worry. But I think she 
is like a really good example of someone that I like could be on social media almost. I love that. And I think that's great. And I think that, you know, sometimes people, even when people come to me and they're like, what can I do to grow or to, you know, establish myself? And the thing is, is like, everyone is different, right? You recognize that for you, your audience responds when you do comedy, when you do this raw stuff. For me, it's a balance of, you know, this authenticity, but also with like pretty photos. But then I know really have to put it out there in the captions. Like if my captions don't bring value, I never post just a pretty photo. Like I'm not interested of people scrolling through and like being like, oh, you look so pretty. Um, They do. And that's amazing. I appreciate it. But my captions need to stand for something. So I kind of build my own formula. And that's the beauty of it. It's like, you know, you need to figure out what it is that you're bringing to the table and then build your own formula around it because there really is a lot of different ways to do this. And it's crazy how many you think like if one person's doing one thing, you can't do it too because you're like, oh, they're already doing it. But there's so many people on this app and on Mm -hmm. all of these apps that love following people like Heather McMahon, like I mentioned, and like you. And it's just, it's kind of an endless, uh, I wonder what's next. That's what I'm curious. What's what's the next app that's going to take over our lives? <laughs> I honestly don't know. And I'm scared to think about it because I don't have the capacity right now. <laughs> Your team's uh, going to be growing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but I think that the future is this. I think that the future is, you know, everyone putting themselves kind of out there online. I think that personal brand is kind of the future, not only if you want to be a content creator, but if you want to do anything, I've seen so many of my friends that are, you know, doctors or, or builders or, you know, have a dental clinic, like media is a thing and it helps them tremendously. I think it's just, again, it just shows another, it it breaks down those walls, you know, of this, facade that most people kind of see when they look at different people or different industries. So I think it's just a very powerful tool. And I always tell everyone, like, you need to be on social media. I know. Be on Instagram. You want to grow anything. It could be like a dumpster company. Get on Instagram. Yes. And TikTok. (laughs) I've seen such great stuff. Like, you know that I've seen this one psychiatrist. I loved it. I think he's maybe like in his 70s. And he's like doing the dances while he's kind of teaching of like how to handle, you know, when you have a wave of like panic or anxiety. And he's dancing and there's information. And I'm just like, yes. So Oh my God. I love that the older, like older, like not us older, but like the older crowd is getting in on TikTok. I find it so fun. So it's fun. The That's the only people I follow on TikTok. If you look at what I follow, <laughs> it's like 60 plus. <laughs> They're so good. Oh my God. I tried to get my mom to do it, but she's like not into it. She's like, Lexi, no way. If I was selling something, I might, but not right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Valeria, where can we follow you on all platforms? I'm Valeria Lipovetsky on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. So you can find me there. Perfect. Thank you so much for chatting today. Thank you, Lexi. This was so much fun. I appreciate it. I know. Thank you so much for coming. Mm -hmm.